Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. You that never done nothing but build to destroy. You play with my world like it's your little toy. You put a gun in my hand and you hide from my eyes and you turn and run farther when the fast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. I'm your host, that beautifully enchanted Corey Caesar. This is going to be a very short episode. It's going to be like 10, 15 minutes. Let's call it a bonus episode, but I can't put a bonus on the uh, on the descriptor like when I do the, the episode number. So this is going to be episode 55 because it kind of throws it, it, it. I noticed it pretty much on, uh, it's really on iTunes. Sapple kind of fucking me up on that platform. It, it doesn't put bonus episodes in order. It kind of throws bonus episodes to the top. So it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. It's just a weird, I don't like the way it, I'm fucking OCD guys, so I don't like the visual. The visual fucks with me. I can't take it. So I gotta I gotta just keep it as episode 55. But um I have not I have not been watching the news for the last couple of days. I've kind of been kind of been my own in my own little world doing some other things. So uh so I don't really have nothing on corona for you. So I'm I'm sure that's probably a a relief. I think everybody's kind of tired of hearing about corona at this point. It's it's um saturating the airwaves at ad nauseum. Um, so I don't really have, I don't really have nothing to say on that. And I'm still working on that Waco, that Waco episode. I'm about 90% done. Um, I have it almost all completed. I don't really know how I want to, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Right, we'll talk about that next episode. No big deal. But that'll be a little bit of a longer episode. That might even be a two-parter because I got a lot of shit there. It's really just don't know how I want to, I don't know if I want to give it all or, or just tell you to go look somewhere else, I guess is kind of the way to, uh, cause that drama was good guys now that drama came if you've you know that's what's been happening when people been kind of kind of in quarantine they've been getting on the netflix been watching documentaries now this technically the one that everyone's talking about from netflix it was actually on paramount and it came out in 2018 and i watched it back in 18 but i didn't really remember it that much um and it's not a documentary though it's a drama okay it's a show and it's a five-parter or six-parter know. but the show itself is pretty accurate not gonna lie um it missed a few parts, but it was pretty accurate in a lot of the other parts. Um, you have to understand who wrote it. It came, that was a based on the book written by, and he helped, uh, he kind of, he was there along the ways from that FBI negotiator. So it's kind of seen from his light. And I also want to think, I, and I also believe, in it, now you guys can double check me on this one. I want to also, I also think it was um, that um, uh, Thibodeau, uh, Thibodeau, that Thibodeau dude, I can't think of his first name, I'm blanking right now on his first name, he also wrote a book, he was one of the, he was the guy who came, he was the drummer, but I don't remember the drummer, who married, who married one of, uh, who, who married one of the wives, um, because she was too young, but, uh, he, remember, he escaped towards the end, he also wrote a book, he wrote a book about there, so he was, um, he gave a lot of the, I think he was there for a lot of the, um, what was happening actually inside, um, inside the, compound we'll call it quote-unquote compound now they use that because that's a war term it wasn't a compound it was a home you know but they called it a compound because you know you got to militarize it but um so so that's on the that's common that's on the horizon that might be a two-parter i'm gonna try to get the, at least the first part out by this weekend um and and i, I kind of promised you guys three episodes this week and i don't i don't want to go back on that 
So um, I'm going to throw this little bonus episode out here. Um, it, it's something that came up at the end of last week. I just or last month. I just didn't have really much time to fit it in anywhere. Um, and and I know it seems like, it, you know, it seems like with everything going on with the coronavirus, right, that uh, that the government has kind of grinded to a halt, you know, and, and that nothing's actually happening. And it's it's semi true. It's semi true because con- I don't know if you guys know this, but Congress has been on recess for a minute now, a hot minute, for like uh, fuck, dude. Besides, and if you watch that, if you listen to that Thomas Massey episode, they didn't even come back. They came back, I guess. They had a quorum. So half of them at least came back for that uh, CARES package uh, vote. But they weren't at, they weren't in, they weren't in the chambers before that. And they haven't been in the chamber since. Um, I think a few of them come back here and there every once in a while. But there's been no, there's been no discussion on Congress floor. Um, and, and they were originally supposed to come back on May 4th. The House, at least, was supposed to come back on May 4th. Nancy Pelosi has x that already. She's saying we ain't coming back. Safety issues. Remember I told you this is a lot about, really what this is about, is about the elites. And this is one of the few things that, you know, poverty can stricken the the citizens, right? And hunger and and and, and war and all these things, they affect the citizenry. They, they affect the common folk, if you will. And pretty much the elites are untouchable. Well, that's not the case with this virus, this is one of the first times in my lifetime that, you know, the, the virus, the, the, um, the elites don't get a pass on this. They can catch the virus just as easy as anybody. And I think that's really why you're seeing these draconian acts because they're trying to save themselves. This ain't about you. It's about them. You know, when, when there, when there's a financial crisis, they're not in trouble. They got money. They're still going to live well off compared to everybody else. So, so they don't have to, they don't have to freak out as much. But, you know, you better fucking stay home now because guess what? Now I, the political elite, I can catch this. You know, but you essentials, you all got to go to work. Think about that. But apparently, apparently Congress, and they're omitting it themselves, they are non-essential employees. Fucking thank you. Welcome to the Libertarian Party. They are non-essential employees. Um, But it does, it seems like, it does seem like that Congress has just grinded to a halt because no one's talking about anything, but, but there's committees going on. There's still things going on in Congress um, that are kind of getting lost in the loudness of this virus story. So I kind of want to just talk about at least one of them um, because these, these atrocities to our civil liberties, they're continu- they're, they're continually um, being stri- uh, stripped away. Um, and, and it's, besides the quote-unquote temporary restrictions to, um, to the Constitution that we're kind of experiencing in relation to this virus. So, like, mo- most importantly, off the top of my head, the First and the Sixth Amendment, um, you can make a real, uh, a real strong case that the Fourth Amendment has also been violated during this uh, quarantine. Um, now, now, before you start ripping off my heads, governors and presidents, okay, because this is where my qualm really lies, and I had this little argument on Facebook um, this week, governors and presidents do not have the authority to suspend these. Okay. So when a government governor or a president signs an executive order, they don't have the rights to suspend the bill of rights. Okay. They are the executive branch. They execute laws. They don't write laws. Okay. They can't strip laws away. Only the legislative branch has that authority. Okay. And I'm not really a constitutionalist, but if we're going to follow the constitution, we got to follow the constitution the constitution the uh, uh legislators the house and the representative the congress now every state has 
Governor is the executive branch of a state. Every state has their own house. They have their own Senate. They have their own courts. They are a government. They are a um, sovereign government at that. Okay, states, and, and it's really great. I, I, the one thing that is coming out of this, I think is, is a beautiful thing, is people are like the 10th Amendment. We got the 10th Amendment, which means the state has power over the federal government. The state's the boss, not the federal government. And it's funny that they're now exerting it, and, and it was exert, it has been exerted um, within the last, like the last time I really remember it being, being discussed was, was California. Congratulations. It, it's, it, I love it because the left and, and the, the right is always kind of talking about state powers, but they don't know how to talk about it because they sound racist when they talk about it. They don't talk about like f- the real freedoms and real liberties and, what, and really what the purpose of this is about. And um, it takes something kind of really weird to happen for the left to kind of jump in on these state rights because they're, they're more federalists. They love the federal government. They love the federal, um, I don't want to say federalists. That's, that's a totally, that's a totally wrong term. Please don't use that. Um, but they're very, they're very big on, on federal government. Okay. They like that big control over the state control because obviously they don't think, because you know, little hillbilly states shouldn't have the right to tell people what to do. They want big government to do it. But when it happens in their state, they got a problem that goes back to marijuana. So I don't know if you remember this correctly, but when marijuana first became state legal in California, Barack Obama was sending in the DEA to arrest old women. And it was a big story. And it took the states, the people of California, to push back and say, you don't have the fucking right to come in and tell us what to do. We have state authority. And when they said that, the federal government backed off. Because they knew legally they didn't. And if they went to court, they would fucking lose. So really all it takes is a person or a state or somebody to step up. So that's what we're seeing again. So when Trump came and he's like, I'm, I'll force these I'll force these states to open back up. First of all, it's hilarious because at first they were yelling at him. The press was like every day at, at fucking nonstop. When are you gonna when are you gonna um, force states to close? And he's like, I'm not gonna force states to close. They're gonna have to make that decision themselves. Because he knew that if they went to court over it, that he would lose. He would lose. And so when now what he can do is commerce. So there's a there's a weird and it's way too long to get into right here. So they the federal government can control commerce. So there can be a fight, but it's going to be a hard fight. And it's going to be a long fight. It's going to be a fight that realistically the federal government and the state governments really don't want to have with each other, right? Um, but, you know, right off, right off the bat, when he's, and so, so they were bitching about him. When are you going to stop him? When are you going to stop it? And he's like, I'm not going to stop it. It's good. like literally the, the governors are going to have to make the decision. And really what it should be is the legislators. And the, it should be the House and the Senate of that state making that decision, not the governors. They're the legislative branch. They, they make the rules. Um, and, and, so, and so when he said... I'm going to force these states to open back up. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, no, you can't do that. Tenth Amendment, state rights. And it's like, yes, congratulations. Thank you. Like, can we, can we please, guys, please, please, I'm begging you, if you get nothing out of my podcast ever, can when this ends, can you, like, not go back on that theory that states have rights? Because my state government's a lot easier to control than my federal government. Okay. And in reality, it should it should break down even farther to cities, municipalities, communities, neighborhoods. Okay. That's libertarianism. Um but um 
so that's kind of just kind of where I don't even know where I don't really know how I got off on that that rant. Um, oh, that's right, because we were talking about their executive branch, and they don't they don't have that they don't have that authority, right? Unless you guys, unless you guys, all of a sudden are cool with having like little dictators running around because that's what these that's what these governors are acting like. And this is not mutually exclusive to the Democrats. This is Republicans and Democrats. All the entire government is going batshit fucking crazy with these powers. And it's mainly coming from the top, the executive branches. And they're not getting any pushback from the legislator, which is really weird because I don't think the legislator wants the responsibility right now. So if this if this the legislator is being very smart. If they stay out of it and shit hits the fan, it goes totally wrong. They're like, well, I didn't make this decision. I was the governor. Don't fucking, don't, you know, reelect me. I didn't make this. What are you talking about? I didn't, my hands are, my hands are clean. I didn't do this. Same thing with the president. Let, let him fucking crash and burn. Why wouldn't you? Right? If one person's going to stand up and take the lead. But here's the real problem with that is you're giving this person a lot of power and you're not fighting back from it. Okay? You have rights. You have civil, you have civil, civil liberties that need to be Listen, your civil liberties don't go away because someone can get sick. Sorry, they just do not. We can't live in that kind of society. You know how dangerous that is for us as a people? Just say, ah, someone could get sick, so you don't have rights. I mean, you could you could take that in a thousand different ways and strip rights away, and no one can say nothing about it. It's just, it's really, it's a really dangerous, um, it's a really dangerous precedent to start. Um, and I know I said this was going to be like a 15-minute episode. Here we are, 15 minutes already in, and I haven't even started. This is fucking what I do. Um, I apologize, guys. I, I hope that wasn't... I told you we weren't going to talk corona. Um, but for instance, so so while you weren't paying attention, that's what we were, that's where we were going with this, while you weren't paying attention, you know, and, and um, things are happening. So um, what's happened during coronavirus? Three important things have happened so far that I'm aware of, and I'm sure there's plenty more I just haven't got that deep into. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of shit going on. Reauthorize the Patriot Act, in case you missed that, which is which has been highly unpopular amongst the the people. In fact, it got so it got so much pushback from the people and from the people in um to their legislators that it went away for a short period of time, like a hot second. And I mean, like a hot second, it went away. Patriot Act was no more. Remember that act? Remember that act? George W. Bush. One of the worst things he ever did was make the Patriot Act. Um, besides besides lying us into war. They, that killed, you know, that ended up just killing like a million brown people. No big deal. Um, so they, so in the in the dead of the night, while you weren't paying attention, in one of these spending bills, <laughs> ironically enough, reauthorized the Patriot Act. Congratulations. No, the, the people haven't even don't even know about it, so there's can't be no pushback. According to the people, they've already pushed back and got that written out, just to be, have it written right back in, and. Uh, they also uh, reauthorized um, the FISA courts with absolutely zero changes. Now I don't know if you know what the FISA courts are, but that's the it's a uh, it's a um, what's the word for it? It's a uh, oh man, I, I'm fucking blanking here on the term I want to use. It's a it's a court it's a court that uh, that has no oversight. Let me put it that way, no transparency. So, you know, you don't even know if you were being investigated. You have no representation as as an American citizen. And it's what they use to spy on American citizens. It's what the FISA court is. So the FBI can come in and they're like saying, hey, I don't like this guy. Here's some reasons why we have, why we think we uh, think we need to spy on this American citizen. And then the FISA court um, 
agrees to it. It's in secret. No one knows about these. No one knows that they're allowed to do. There's no warrant. There's nothing, right? It's completely um, secretive. And this is what they use to spy on part, uh, Carter Page and the Trump administrator and the Trump administration. Now, Democrats and Republicans have both been harping about the FISA courts for many a year. The IG report came out and there was gross negligence by the FBI abusing the power of the FISA court. And I mean grossly abusing it, falsifying papers, changing words to the judges. Like these people should be instantly thrown in jail. They had hearings on it. Everyone was raw, raw in Congress about how this is an atrocity and it can never happen again. And then in the fucking dead of the night, in the in the guise of fucking um, pandemic scares, uh, the FISA courts, they get reauthorized. Zero changes. Zero changes, guys. That's you. That's you, the people. Donald Trump, I don't care. Say all you want about Donald Trump. He was a citizen of the United States of America when he was running for president. He was a citizen just like you, just like me. If they can do that to a guy who's running for president and then continued it, they kept lying on the FISA, on the to the FISA court. This is all public knowledge. You guys can this is not a conspiracy theory. Look it up. IG reports out, guys. This is all this is all public knowledge. Um uh um and they they lied, changed shit even after he was president. And they continued to spy on him. A sitting president. The FBI works for the president. First of all, you can say all you want about the FBI and and, and they shouldn't be lapdogs. The president. That's their fucking job. I'm sorry. The whole you guys realize the whole idea behind the FBI and the CIA, mainly the CIA. But you know what their whole purpose was, right? Their whole purpose was because when World War started, we realized we didn't have good intelligence overseas. And so the president needed a group who could gather intelligence because he wasn't he wasn't around. He couldn't physically be in every spot and see all these things himself, right? Right? It's impossible. So we made this secret group who was <laughs> who was ran and operated by the executive branch. They literally, that's their job. They serve the sitting president. So think about that. Just think about that ironic that that they're now spying on a sitting president. So think 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 about Trump all you want. He's a piece of shit. Don't care. It does not matter, right? If they can do that to him, think about what they can do to you. And that's the, really the way you got to look at this. He has way more power than us. He had way more money than us. If they can, if they can do that to him, they could do that to any of us, guys. Any of us. Just say something they don't like. When this is all over, and and they're stripping, they're not only uh, stripping um, your freedom of religion, your freedom to assemble. You know, they're going to strip your gun rights. They're going to strip your freedom of speech too. And then they'll be able to spy on you, no problems, to make sure you're not saying anything bad, you know, just like communist China. Don't you hear a lot of people talking about we should have we should have been able to act like China on this virus where we just, where we fucking, you know what they did in Wuhan, right? You know what they did, you know what the Chinese government, this is so sickening to me when I hear people say we should have acted more like China. China has more authority to stop their people from like moving and shit. We could have stopped this if we acted more like China. You know what China did to stop their people in Wuhan? Do you know? They went and welded their fucking doors shut so they couldn't leave. They let people just die in apartments. You know how fucking sick you guys sound when you fucking, um, when you throw that bullshit out there before you do any research, like zero research, just like, yeah, we should act like China. You know, where their, where their internets, um, (laughs) where the, where their internet search searches is given to them by the Chinese government, which means, you know, you can't, 
They can't get any discerning information about the Chinese government. It's all propagandized. You can't talk bad about your government. You end up missing. I mean, how sick of a people do we have to be to even, as much as you hate Trump, to even just say we should be more like China? Fuck out of here. And that's not the Chinese people. Again, it's the Chinese government. Um, so, so a third thing happened, and this happened at the end of March. Now, I don't think I don't think it's fully been. It hasn't been legislated in yet, and it's probably because, again, these people are on on break until at least May fourth. And like I said, Pelosi has extended that. She ain't coming back to work. She's indefinitely suspended Congress as of right now. The House of Representatives think about how crazy that is. And in 2020, the Congress does not have the ability to telecommunicate in. Yeah, that's our government. You know, this government that can stop viruses, can stop global warming with just a little bit of money. They can't even have fucking teleconferencing to do uh, uh, official business. Yeah, that, that's that's this great government that's so efficient that can just do anything we tell it to do because money. Um, so, but what happened was they had a committee come out and that commit, and that was in March. And it, this actually affects. You beautiful women, you beautiful females out there, and uh, it's a it's a tragedy, trage- tragedy, and a travesty um, of what they did because I'm I'm against it for the men too, and I've been against it for a long time. Um, so in March, a federal agency named you guys ready? Excuse me, the Commission on Military, National, and Public Service. Damn man, I got them burps. Um, they issued an official report on whether America's system of conscription um, should be continued, and if so, whether women, along with men, should be subject to being drafted, should circumstances warrant it. So this was a commission that they uh, that they got together to decide if we should still have the draft, if the draft should still be the same uh, a thing. So if you, you, you ladies who are listening, you don't, you don't probably know this because it wasn't a requirement for you, but I remember very vividly when I turned 18... I had to go and I had to sign up. I had I got a, a, a secret, a select service. I think it's what they call it, a select service number. Where you had to go and sign up for the draft. And they sent you letters. And they said, if you do not do this, you are you are breaking the law. If you do not sign up for this and get this select service number to be drafted at some point, if we want to send you the war, you are breaking the law. Right? So they, they, were, um, they were discussing this with the committee. Should men, and not only men now, but women. Women didn't have to do this before. It was just men. Just men had to go um, be forced into war. Um, so after months of study and deliberation, what do you think they said? Of course. The commission answered yes to both qualities. Well, of course. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course we're going to fucking force people to go fight wars for us if we need them. Right? So that shouldn't surprise anyone, given the given the overall composition of this commission. So it included two former members of the House Armed Service Committee, a former White House Director of Communications, an advisor to corporations that wish to engage in the Department of Defense, so probably Microsoft and or Amazon, a former directive, um, a director of the select a selective service system a former counsel to the Senate Armed Service Committee, a former undersecretary of the Navy, a former deputy national security advisor, an advocate of national service, an advocate of strong national defense, and a former Navy commander. No libertarians there. No anti-war people there. Of course, you get a room full of fucking warmongers 
people who have served in the military their whole life and, and have been elevated to the command levels, of course they're going to say we should fucking have to, if I need people, if I'm commanding an army and I need people, of course I'm going to want them to, if, if it's life or death, I'm going to say draft people. Why wouldn't I? I mean, come on. Where's the, where's the opposition in this committee? I don't see no fucking opposition here. I don't see anybody that'd be not, that would oppose this, giving these credentials. Right? Just a, just a, it was just literally just a pack of Washington, D.C. establishment types whose worldview is oriented towards protecting the U.S. government, dominant, um, their dominant role in the world. That's it. The chance that this commission would recognize the evil nature of conscription was close to zero. Now, conscription goes against every founding principle of America except slavery. It is a system by which the government claims the authority to seize a citizen and force them to serve the state. That's essentially what slavery was all about, even if slaves were being forced to serve private masters instead of state ones. There is no recon- uh, reconcile conscription with genuine freedom. There's no way. There's no way to reconcile conscription with genuine freedom. Freedom entails the right to live your life any way you choose, so long as you're not initiating force or fraud against another person. When the state seizes you or forces you to report for duty at some military installation that interprets your right to live your life, um, that interrupts, I apologize, that interrupts your right to live the life the way you choose. In fact, um, the fact that the government forces a a conscript to kill or be killed only makes conscription that much more evil. Now, conscription raises an important question. Who is the master in this relationship and who is the servant? Conscription holds that the state is the master and the citizen is the servant. But that's not what freedom is all about. Freedom holds that the, um, it is the citizen who is the master and it's the state who is the servant. That's certainly what Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence. He wrote that people call government into existence to protect their liberties. He also wrote that they have a right to abolish government, a right to abolish government, should they choose to do so. That sure sounds to me like the citizen is the master and the state is the servant. We the people called this federal government into existence. Those people work for us. Who are they to force us to work for them? In a generally free society, you don't have to force free people to defend their nation, their families, and their liberties from an invasion. Free people are always the fiercest fighters. That's because they have something important to fight for. It's called liberty. Okay, There's a, there's a very big misconception that libertarians are pacifists. Because we believe in the non-aggression principle. We won't attack you first. We are far from pacifists, believe you me. We are the, probably the, one of the bigger gun owners in this country. We believe in self-defense very strongly. And we don't hold the state any different than we hold an individual when it comes to that. That's why libertarians are anti-government. Because the government is a force. It is, it is, it is, it is a... Um, it is a vessel. Um, it is a vessel of aggression. Any way you look at it, so so. It's just important to understand that libertarians are not fast, uh, pacifists. Um, now, sure, 
Okay, Some citizens might refuse to fight. But that's their right. It's their right to refuse to fight. I don't have to go die for anybody. How do I even know if this is a war that I believe is just? Most of the wars in the United States are not just. They have not been just. No one's attacking us. Now, 9-11, they attacked us, but Al-Qaeda attacked us. Saudi Arabia. Most of those people were from Saudi Arabia. Bin Laden attacked us, not Iraq. And then that spun into like seven other wars. Those people did nothing to us. The people of Syria did nothing to us. The people of Yemen did nothing to us. The people of Iran did nothing to us. What the fuck are we doing? Why should I be forced to fight in a war I don't believe in? Those people aren't coming here and fighting us. They're not attacking me. No, what they're doing is, what they're doing is they're, they're attacking your power in the Middle East, the government's power in the Middle East, and according to the government, that's an attack on the American people. It's absolutely not an attack on the American people. We have no right to tell those people how to live their lives. Okay? Just like their government has no right to tell us how to live our lives. Conscri- uh, conscription has been used to wage wars in faraway lands. That's because many Americans decided that killing and dying in foreign wars wasn't important to them. Thus, the state, which um, purported to know better, they always purport to know, they, they, always, they always say they know better than us dumb folk. We're all just too dumb. You're just too dumb to live your life. You're too dumb to make your own decisions. If you make your own decisions, you'll die. So you just got to let the government make the decision for you. We'll protect you. Don't worry. We'll make the decision for you. We know best. Okay? Um, they grabbed them after they said, we know better than you. What do you mean? You don't want to fight. Of course, of course you need to fight. We know better. So they grabbed them and forced them to kill and die in lands thousands of miles away from American shores. Not even here. World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam. In all four wars, a vast number of Americans weren't willing to go abroad and fight, kill, and die in foreign wars. It just wasn't worth it to them. That's why the state had to resort to forcing uh, them to do some, um, do so through conscription. The state said that they needed to kill and die to protect freedom. Isn't that ironic? Given that their system of conscription destroys freedom. During the War of 1812, the U.S. government attempted to enact um, conscription. Daniel Webster expressed the sentiments of our American ancestors in one of the uh, most powerful speeches against um, conscription ever delivered. Yes, I know. um, Conscription advocates would say that Webster was a traitor who hated this country. But we libertarians instead considered him to be a great patriot who loved his country. Now, Webster stated... It is an attempt to exercise the power of forcing the free men of this country into the ranks of an army for the general purposes of war under color of a military service. It is a distinct system introduced for new purposes and not connected with any power which the Constitution has um, conferred on Congress. The question is nothing less than whether the most essential rights of personal liberty shall be surrendered and despotism embraced in its worst form. Is this, sir, uh, consistent with the character of a free government? Is this civil liberty? Is this the real character of our Constitution? No, sir. Indeed, it is not. The The Constitution 
is libeled, fully libeled. The people of this country have not established for themselves such a fabric of despotism. They have not purchased, uh, um, purchased at a vast expense of their own treasure, at their own blood, a Magna Carta to be slaves. Where is it written in the Constitution, and what article or section is it contained, that you may take children from their parents and parents from their children and compel them to fight the battles of any war in which the folly or the wickedness of government may engage in it? Under what concealment has this power lain hidden, which now for the first time comes forth with a tremendous and baleful aspect to trample down and destroy the dearest rights of personal liberty. Sir, I almost disdain to go to quotations and references to prove that such an abominable doctrine has no foundation in the constitution of the country. Every American, especially young men and women who are subject to the draft, owes it to himself to read Webster's entire speech. It's entitled um, On Conscription, and it can be found on the internet. It's not hard to find. Um, and I would follow that up with Henry David um, uh, Thorey's, uh, that's spelled T-H-O-R-E-A-U, um, his essay called Civil Disobedience. Now, if you read both of these pieces, it is a virtual certainty that you'll reject the abominable anti-freedom sentiments of the Washington, D.C. political and national security establishment and instead brace the libertarian concept of what genuine general freedom is all about and that's it that's this that's this bonus episode that's for that's for you women um it's real important we fight back we just we just need this isn't law yet this isn't law yet for you females now now us men we're kind of there we don't really have no choice speak up call your congressman tell him this ain't right this goes against your liberty you want to be pulled from your kid to go fight a war you don't believe in and if you don't think that can happen, look around you. Look around you. The world's getting real scary. We're, we've been on, go back and listen to my Syria episode, Why So Serious. Okay, I talk about how we have a slow-moving world war that's been brewing in Syria for a hot minute. Many nations involved in that. It's just, it's take, that takes one flare-up. It takes, I, it Donald Trump said, "Shoot down those fucking gunboats that were that were cruising, those Iranian gunboats that were cruising around some of our uh, some of our navy vessels. You shoot down a fucking couple gunships. What do you think that's going to start? That's a world war, guys. I, uh, Iran would be a Vietnam for us. That's not Iraq. That's not Afghanistan. That's a big country, and they got friends. Okay, they got real friends." In that area, you know, you fuck with Iran, you fucking with, you're fucking with Russia, and you probably, then that means you're fucking with China. We're, we're real close, guys. We're 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 one bad decision, okay? And, and 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 I get it. Everyone's scared Donald Trump can make that bad. I'm scared any president can make that bad decision. Why does the fucking executive branch have this much power? If you're afraid of Donald Trump making a bad decision, you should be afraid of all presidents fucking up and making one bad decision that can change the history of the world and it can and it will happen. We need to limit this person's power. We got to stop giving them more power. We got to stop giving them mandates to do whatever they fucking they want. 
And we're, we're literally giving them mandates to do all this shit by not giving them any pushback. You need to give pushback. You need to tell them enough. Call your congressman. It starts locally, guys. You can't change it. You cannot change this on a federal level until you tra- change it on a local level first. Get your local politicians that are trash out. Get your state politicians that are trash out. Then work on your federal, then work on your federal legislators. They're trash, then get them out. That's how you make change. It's got to start from the bottom. It's bottom up, guys. It's bottom up. It's always bottom up. All right, that's it. We're going to be back with that Waco episode. Um, hope this was decent. A little bit longer than I expected. 35 minutes, 36 minutes. It'll be a song, so probably around, around 40 minutes. Um, so, so be on the lookout. Waco, possibly two-parter. It's going to be real. Uh, you're going to like that episode, guys. I promise you. I'm going to do that similar to a... a I'll probably do that similar to like how I've been doing the serial killer editions. Super detailed, you know. We'll 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 go through like what actually happened step by step. Um, so yeah, tell your friends, share the episode, speak the truth, promote liberty, buck the establishment, and don't kiss your mother. Catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. I'm your masters of war. Here that build the big guns. Here that build the death planes. Here that build all the bombs. Here that hide behind walls. Here that hide behind discs. I just don't want you to know I can see through your masks. You that never done nothing But built to destroy You play with my world Like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes Then you turn and run farther when the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive A world war can be won You want me to believe But I see through your eyes And I see through your brain Like I see through the water that runs down my drain You fasten all the triggers For the others to fire And then you sit back and watch When the death count gets higher You hide in your mansion On the young people's blood Flows out of their bodies And is buried in the mud He's thrown the worst fear That can ever be hurled Fear to bring children into the world For threatening my baby Unborn and unnamed You ain't worth
with the blood that runs in your veins How much do I know But to talk out of turn You must say that I'm young You might say I'm unlearned But there's a one thing I know I'm younger than you Even Jesus would never forgive what you do Let me ask you one question Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find When your death takes its toll All the money you made will never buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon I follow your casket By the pale afternoon I watch while you lord Down to your deathbed And I stand over your grave Till I'm sure that you're dead